Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Ron Calzone isn't a paid lobbyist. He might be better described as an activist. He has strong opinions about politics, conservative ones. And because of that, he spends a fair amount of time in Jefferson City at the Missouri Capitol, seeking to persuade lawmakers to come around to his point of view. Not everyone likes that. In 2014, someone filed a complaint against Calzone with the Missouri Ethics Commission. They said he needed to file as a lobbyist and pay annual registration fees. The commission agreed. But Calzone didn't back down so quickly. He's a guy with strong opinions, after all. And he believed that being treated as a lobbyist violated his First Amendment rights. So he sued. And on Friday, he won. A nine-judge panel of the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals overruled a previous panel that had ruled against Calzone. In an eight-to-one decision, the judges agreed that demanding Calzone register as a lobbyist violated his rights. Joining me by phone to talk about this decision is Calzone's attorney, David Rowland of the Freedom Center of Missouri. David, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Sarah. Now, David, you had previously lost this case at the appeals court, and that's usually where a lot of these things end. How did you end up getting another chance? Well, there's a very unusual thing that you can do uh, if you lose in front of a three-judge panel. You can ask for a rehearing of the entire court. Um, each year they get hundreds upon hundreds of requests for rehearing, but they only grant about four to six per year. And ours just happened to be one of the uh, cases to be reheard. Um, so we were very fortunate to have kind of that second opportunity. And when the, the full court considered it, uh, fortunately, we were able to get a majority holding that, yes, it does violate the First Amendment um, to force people to jump through procedural hoops just to share their ideas with legislators. So let's talk about the First Amendment in this case. So many times we think of it as applying to the press or against government censorship. What does it have to do with this conservative activist talking to elected officials? So one of the things the courts have made really clear is that the very heart of what the First Amendment was designed to protect is speech about political opinions and ideas. Um, It's the basis of our entire system of government that citizens should be able to share those ideas with each other, but particularly with the people who are in power. So it's not just the freedom of speech, it's also the freedom to petition your government uh, about what you believe the laws should be. And so that's all Ron was doing. Um, He was not getting paid by anybody to share their ideas. He was not giving anything of value to kind of buy the attention of the legislators. All he was doing was speaking his mind. And uh, that's why this was such an important free speech case. So who complained about this? So the official complainant was the Society of Governmental Consultants, which is um, kind of an an industry group for lobbyists. Uh, But really what we found out at the Missouri Ethics Commission hearing is they had been asked to file a complaint by two very powerful Republican legislators, Ron Richard and Kevin Engler. Hmm. Um, So these, these guys went to the society and they said, we think you should file a complaint against Ron Calzone. And when they said jump, the society said how high, and they filed the complaint. So it was lobbyists and elected officials working together to just not have to hear from this guy anymore? (laughs) That's kind of of the gist of it. It wasn't the first time that they had tried to shut Ron down, though. Um, For years, whenever Ron would rub a legislator the wrong way, they would threaten to take some legal action against them. One time they even proposed a law that would for, that would have forbidden uh, citizens to speak with any legislator who was not from their home district. It, you know, it, it, 
they made clear over the years, several of them, that they did not want sharing his Ron sharing his ideas like this. I, I, I mean, what's the deal with Ron? Is he just so annoying that nobody wanted to talk to him? Or is this just this is the gadfly? People don't like to have people try to push them. Well, Ron is very effective. Um, he's very good at communicating his ideas, and therefore um, he persuades people. Hmm. And and so there are people who have pet projects, pet bills that they would try and advance in the legislature, and Ron would pop up and say, hey, wait, this violates one constitutional provision or another. You shouldn't pass it. And uh, that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. You know, Basically, Ron is an idealist, and he was surrounded by pragmatists, hmm. and pragmatists sometimes get irritated by that. Now, what kind of repercussions could he have faced if he had just flat out refused to to register the way they wanted him to? Well, the Ethics Commission ordered him to pay $1,000 and tried to forbid him from sharing any more ideas with legislators unless and until he registered. Um, If he had just flatly refused and gone on sharing his ideas the way that he had been, it could have amounted to a felony offense. Hmm. He could have been in prison for years. He could have faced uh, significant fines, all because he was sharing his ideas with other people. Hmm. Now, I know the Missouri Ethics Commission, they argued that this is about the need for transparency. If you're going to be down there talking to legislatures, um, that people need to know who's doing it and who's paying them. Should we worry that this sets some sort of precedent where we're going to have a bunch of lobbyists um, and the people will never find out who they are? Absolutely not. Number one, it sets a great precedent that ordinary citizens are free to share their ideas and they don't have to worry about jumping through bureaucratic hoops. But on the flip side, when we're talking about lobbyists, actual professionals, the courts have made clear that they can be regulated because there's a worry about corruption or the appearance of corruption. Basically, when you involve money in the process, there's the danger of of quid pro quos. But with Ron, there was no money at all involved in this, and everyone agreed with that. Um, and where there's no money, there's no risk of corruption. Uh, and so that's why it was so important that the courts get this right. And thankfully, um, third time's the charm, they did. So if we're seeing somebody like, say, Rexingfield, and he's got lobbyists down in Jefferson City, even if they happen to agree with the cause that they're pushing, this wouldn't apply to them just because they're getting paid. Right, yeah. If, if you're getting paid to represent someone else's ideas, or if you are giving it something of value to the legislators to try and buy their attention, you have to register and report as a lobbyist. This case does not impact that whatsoever. Okay. So I know it's always hard to say where these things are going to go, but this has already been a long battle for you and your client. Do you think the Missouri Ethics Commission could appeal this? They could. I don't think it's likely they will. Um, their next step would be to go to the U.S. Supreme Court and ask for a ruling on this. Although we would be allowed to oppose that request, I think, frankly, we would probably agree that this is an issue important enough that the Supreme Court needs to rule on it. One of the things we found is that states and cities all over the country have similar rules and sometimes even more onerous rules when it comes to citizens sharing ideas with their legislators. Um, So we think that it's an issue the Supreme Court should take on. Whether the Ethics Commission will appeal, um, probably not. And if they do, it's still unlikely that the Supreme Court will take it, but it's possible. David Rowland of the Freedom Center of Missouri, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sarah. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.